Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to That Movie List Podcast. You're trying to put me off already, aren't you? Hello everybody. I... I, I I struggle with the intros, I try and get past the intros as quickly as possible, and you laugh and giggle and try and put me <laughs> off every time, and you know what, I'm leaving this in, because this is just how it is. I'm your host, Ben White, and joining me is Dave, whose wife used to have the second name, Brown. Hello. So it's all linked to colours, you see, because that's what the we're doing top five films with colours in the title. And now everyone knows our... Uh... Or has a, a limited choice of our secret answers to all of our banking details. <laughs> so, knock yourselves out, folks. My, if, your see, if your secret question is your wife's maiden name, have a word with yourself. <laughs> you get, is that your favourite pet or your favourite colour? So, over the course of this podcast, you might be able to hack into both of our bank accounts. If you can find out the name of my, fa- of my, name of my first pet during this podcast, then fair play. No, don't Pop. ask. Don't, I thought you were just going to ask what's the name of your first pet, Ben. <laughs> Do you not know the name of my first pet? I'm trying to think. It must have come up at some, not in podcast like, just in my yeah. daily conversation or whatever it is. No? Pongo? It's not Pongo. Pongo. <laughs> Friggin' 101 Dalmatians. Pongo. Brian? Right, Brian! <laughs> if you've got a dog called Brian, have a word with yourself. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Gregory. <laughs> Stop saying names. Stop saying human names. <laughs> Do you ever name your dog? You, you, you've had two dogs, right? Yeah. Well, one dog, it's yours, and the second one, your parents got. Yeah. They didn't have human names, did they? Uh, yeah, they did, yeah. What was you? Oh, gosh, what? Again, more banking details. <laughs> Excellent. Name your first pet. <laughs> Favourite colour. <laughs> Great. Right, we'll move on then. So as we've alluded to, this is about um, secret questions at banks. No, it's not. It's about titles... Um, that have colours in the top five films that have titles with colours in and it's inspired by the fact that I went to see Black Widow this week yeah how was it in the cinema I've purposely not asked you about this and not asked you about your your experience at going or about the film itself so because I've got kids I went at quarter past nine at night after they'd gone to bed and the wife was clearly going to be going to bed early so I wasn't you know being an antisocial kind of idiot yeah. even that way so um it was all kind of normal, really, really normal. Okay. Apart from the fact there's kind of screens up in places you wouldn't usually expect there to be screens, as in like plastic cinema screens screen. and oh, stuff. Right. <laughs> cinema screens, obviously. <laughs> oh, there's one there. And in our local cinema, um, they've clearly used the time to do a bit of renovation, a bit of switching stuff around. So there's added screens. You right. exit in a completely different area now and all sorts of different, there's one-way systems and things. But when you got into the screen... You went in, sat down, and that was it. There was a big advert for how they're safely doing coronavirus beforehand. And then that was about the bulk of it. But it was great to be in the cinema again. So you didn't need to wear a mask while you sat down? No, didn't need to wear a mask while you sat down. I had to wear a mask when I obviously need to go for a wee um, within the first half hour of the film starting, like I always do, even though I went for a wee beforehand. Yeah, that's standard process before, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was was how it usually was before. but no, nothing nothing there. I was getting irritated by people. So like a bloke waited until the film began to open his fucking peanut M&Ms. 
Like, what? Like, and it was, he sat right and going, don't, don't, do, don't. Like, why? You could have done that during the trailers and had them open ready. Why are you doing it now for? Oh, it was because unlike, unlike you, he still had some left when the film started. <laughs> That's just true. But why? He could have opened them before and hid them. I don't know. I don't care. And someone was on their phone. Like, uh, why on your phone? Like, what are you doing? So... I was. I wasn't. You know, that was winding me up in the cinema. Okay, that's but good. It was great to be back. Good. It was great. It was great. Yes. And when the Marvel thing, the Marvel trail started, and the you know you saw the different clips of the films and everything, I was yeah. like, you know, this is brilliant. I have proper missed this. Nice. And Black Widow is a solid Marvel movie. Okay, good. Absolutely solid. Won't say too much about it, but it is fits amongst everything else. It's really funny when it needs to be really funny. It's the most mature, dark. Marvel movie yet like the opening sequence is brilliant full of action and then as the credits run they're showing you how small girls are kidnapped off Russian streets and turned into assassins and that whole bit's grim and dark to like someone singing um, Smells Like Teen Spirit really slowly Uh, okay so it's just like this is a bit much I wasn't (laughs) signed up for this where's all the colourful people in spandex come on (laughs) But then it gets better and it gets more like you expect it to be. But no, it's 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 really good, really great, oh, definitely nice. worth seeing. And then, as I was looking through at other people's views of Black Widow, so I went into Twitter and typed Black Widow in to see what other people thought of it. Someone put, really excited for the end of this trilogy, and it was Black Panther, Black Widow, and Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Solid, it's a good gag. So I don't know how the first two link, but I'm sure the last one will wrap it up for us. <laughs> Which I thought was solid, decent. And that got me thinking, what other films are great and have colours in their title? Wow. And here we are now, Dave. Here we are. And this is how we got into this whole mess. How was this putting together? It's fine. It's fine. It was it was alright. Once you get going again, there's there's a fair few. Um so yeah, no issues here. How now, about you? Well, I was putting my list together. And as I was looking down the list, I, I, I obviously put my list together like I can normally do. Hmm. And then I did my usual, let's go and find out if I've missed any obvious ones. Hmm. So we don't end up with that debacle of me missing out Indiana Jones films when we did titles above five. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. still haunts me to this day. <laughs> and I went down the list and it was a list of colours in titles. Mm-hmm. And somebody had made some spurious choices. And I thought, they're the kind of choices I think Dave's going to make. <laughs> and I almost texted you to say, are we counting these kind of films? I thought, no, I won't do that. Okay. Let's see if he's gone down that route. Okay, interesting. So we'll see where you've gone with this. I don't think I've been that clever. So no. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what those, there was those a really, are. There was just one where I looked at it and going, and I had to keep looking at it going, where's the colour in that title? It doesn't make any sense. And then it clicked and I was like, oh, it's got Dave written all over it, that has. Okay, interesting. So I thought, well, we'll see whether he's gone for that kind of route. He's gone for there. I think we're going to have choices. I don't think we're going to say certain films that people are going to scream at their radios and their phones. And their <laughs> if you listen to this podcast on a radio, fair play. In the car, um, in the car, <laughs> on the car radio is exactly what I meant. You do this every time I say radio. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's going to be a few, certainly a few missing, one big omission from my list that will be on most people's lists. Yeah, there's one but, I, mean, I think it's the same omission, but I don't yeah. think it's that good a film. No. No, Clockwork Orange isn't that good. Let's move on then. Um, <laughs> why would you say a film? Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm just gambling. But no, <laughs> you but shouldn't have gambled. Mine, mine did turn into pretty much his five films of colours in that I've seen. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Yeah. There's a lot of really naff films of colours in There are, yeah. And a lot of melodramas that I'm like, I ain't, well, I would never have watched that. No. B, B movies love a colour oh, in their name. Love a colour. Particularly in the eight, like 70s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah, there was well, lots where I was like, I've never. And yeah. then there's a lot of films that's like, oh, I have seen that. <laughs> it's shocking. That wouldn't make any top five yeah. lists. Yeah. So we'll, I think we'll talk about those at the end. Any kind of ones that people should be thinking about. Yeah. I um, came to the conclusion that in those days, people used to name their films by using those little pin things, you know, where you. Like, R E A D. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's a very visual representation. It there. was, yeah. Nobody Everyone knows, knows what you're what, talking about. Everyone knows what I mean there. I don't, I don't know what they're called, though. Basically, hold your hand out like, you, like a dead spider. Yeah. And then open and close your fingers in forwards and sideways. And imagine it's, it's one paper, of those things. Paper with flaps. Yeah, that's it. Name your favourite colour. Flaps. Flaps. Yeah, I'd well, say flaps. We're moving on. Right. <laughs> you're going first. Okay. That's good. Um, right. My number five is a big movie from the uh, 90s. <laughs> Of course it is. It's Deep Blue Sea. Oh, this almost made mine. This almost made mine. It's not a bad film. No, it's not. It's not bad. It's, it's not. So it's Samuel L. Jackson. Of course it is. Great. Um, and it's about... I'll, I'll read a plot summary off IMDb because it sums it up quite nicely. So a business, businessman sinks $200 million into a special project to help fight Alzheimer's disease. Great. It's part of the project... <laughs> Medical biologist Susan McAllister rather naughtily figures out a way to genetically enlarge shark brains so that disease-battling enzymes can be harvested. However, the shark subjects become super smart and decide they don't like much don't much like being cooped up in pens and being stabbed with hypodermic needles. So they figure out a way to break out and make for the open sea. Hence the name, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. There you go. I forgot the whole Alzheimer's thing. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? That's that's. That's weird to start off with that. To start off without to start off with that. That's that's it's beyond doing that. It I is. I'm not I'm not happy about that. It is. Um, I, do you remember who? I mean, we're going to spoil Deep Blue Sea. But if you haven't seen Deep Blue Sea, then you know, sorry. <laughs> I remember two big things from Deep Blue Sea. Go on. Three big things from Deep Blue Sea. One, one of them a shark. One of them was a shark, <laughs> okay. and the fact that the big. I remember the big deal being they could swim backwards. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, because sharks can't swim backwards. Yeah, normally, but these because they were can. so smart, these ones can. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, they can swim backwards. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> okay, yep, yeah, great. Okay, so they can reverse. Brilliant. That's terrifying. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson was all over the trailers and all over the posters. Spoilers: He dies early in that yeah, film. Bit part role, really early yeah. in that film. It's great. I remember the death. And I remember it being proper shocking. Yeah. And then I remember that there were two key actors in it. One was um, Tom Jane, who's more famous for doing um, Punisher. Oh, I thought you'd done it to yourself again now. Yeah, Punisher, oh. and he was in a drama called Hung that I thought was brilliant, where he uh, loses all his money. Yeah, it's literally about that. It's literally about him being hung, so he becomes a male prostitute. Oh, right. It's really funny. It's a proper decent drama, yeah. But he was also the Punisher in like the, the good Punisher movie. And um, you think he's going to be the hero, and he dies. And do you remember who the last person left is in Deep Blue Sea? No. 
It's LL Cool J who plays the chef on the boat. Of course it is, yeah. <laughs> Running around with a kitchen knife or something. Exactly. Yeah. God, LL's made it. Fair play. Good old LL. Well, if he's, he's, at least he's one of the two, I think, because I think like the, the female scientist you mentioned in the blurb might have uh, <laughs> might have made it too. So, yeah, Deep Blue Sea was on my list, but uh, got pipped for five better movies. But what, what pipped it at five, Ben? I mean, if we're talking shift... <laughs> You've gone B movie about sharks. I've gone dark documentary about a um, a policeman shooting a guy and the like the fallout from it all. Oh, cool! Keep it light. Keep it a light. Thin blue line. Nice. It is. It's it's a proper old documentary, um, and it's kind of true crime before there was true crime. Mm. And it is about a police officer. Um, it's about a police officer arresting a guy actually for a murder that he might not necessarily have committed. Right. And it's one of those where it's the, have the police done their due process? Have the police done things properly? Has it been a bit corrupt? Mm, okay. Have they arrested the wrong person? That kind of thing. Um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, in a world where we've now got stuff like serial and all the other true crimes that we've got and all the other miscarriages of justice, this was, like I said, this was early um, <laughs> as a documentary and it's proper interesting, really, really done well and you're not, it does that great thing of you're not really sure whether um, that's it 1988 hmm. so wow. it's a film that successfully argued that a man was wrongly convicted for murder by a corrupt justice system in Dallas County Texas right. so uh, there you go directed directed and written by Errol Morris if that means anything to anybody but I remember watching it and it's just one of those where you your jaws on the floor the whole time because it's just loads and loads of revelations of well, how did they get away with that? Yeah. Well, clearly that's not right. Well, well, what he did what? And then you start to they let you start to piece together who the actual murderer is. And then I think they did the documentary. And if I remember rightly, the outcome was the documentary got aired, the documentary got released, and enough people went, well, this needs looking into again. <laughs> and the right person got released, and 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 I think. Whether the right person went to jail or not, I'm not sure, but they definitely released this person. But okay. as a documentary, it is incredible. It's, it's up there. So, mm. The Thin Blue Line, wow. not the sitcom starring Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> that I thought was amazing as a kid. Yeah. I really like that sitcom. I was going to bring it up, but then I thought, it's not, not <laughs> the time of the place, no. <laughs> okay, so your number four. My number four is the first film I went to the cinema to see on my own. Wow, okay. It's The Woman in Black. Daniel Radcliffe's version. You went to see that on your own? I did. It's the first film I went to go and see on my own. How terrified were you? I was alright. Were you? I was alright, yeah, I wasn't too bad. Because I, I was it was it worked because I was more conscious about being in the cinema on my own for the first time and thinking, Am I enjoying this or not? And it distracted me from the horror film that I was watching. But the horror film itself is pretty good. It's yeah, I, I remember loving that. Yeah. I don't know why it's not even near. It didn't even come into contention for my list actually, which is really bizarre. Mm. But it, I was terrified all the way through. Yeah, I bought in. Yeah, it, I think for those you kind of ha- for those kind of films you kind of have to. You kind of, I'm going to get scared, and I just remember hugging onto my wife for dear life and, and walking down corridors, and you want oh, things yeah, to jump it, out. It's and just like this is ridiculous. A bit of cattle prod, bit of bit of. Uh, Sort of the the slow builds into things as well. It was yeah. a bit of misdirection. Classic oh. classic horror tropes. It was yeah, but done. It wasn't like the team ones, the stupid ones. Yeah, where you're just like I'm being 
I'm being jumped on purpose. I mean, yeah. this felt like it was building nice and there was a decent story behind it and it worked really. You could tell it was based on a play or a book or whatever yeah. as opposed to it, it was a good one. House. It was a good one because of Daniel Radcliffe doing it during or immediately after the Harry Potter series and it was just his bit of a, a break away from I'm going to do something completely different and go into paranormal stuff rather than magic. I mean, if anyone has jumped further away from the blockbuster thing than, yeah. than Daniel Radcliffe that I I think the only other person that's done that is Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood and Daniel yeah. Radcliffe went, we're famous for one character, so we're going to go dark and weird. That's fair, yeah. I think there's a film called Guns Akimbo, where Daniel Radcliffe gets entered into a reality TV show, and he wakes up having had two guns surgically attached to his hands, and then he gets hunted. Quentin Tarantino? No, no, <laughs> no. shockingly not, no. <laughs> wow. Um, and I don't think it's made a lot of money, but no. that was released in this last year. Wow. I mean, that's not a Daniel Radcliffe movie. That isn't that's a Daniel Radcliffe That's the guy from Harry movie. Potter, but he's in it. Wow. There was the other one where he was the, um, what was that one called? He's essentially, he's the corpse that gets washed up on an island with another bloke. who's Paul Dano. And Paul Dano just talks to Daniel Radcliffe's dead body for an hour and a half and uses his dead body to, to like as a boat and stuff like that cool. it's just if Daniel Radcliffe is just coming to his agent going anything weird mate pass it my way <laughs> I just don't want to be in another blockbuster movie I just you nice. know let's see if I can ruin my career in 10 steps let's yeah. see how quick it takes but he's still around he's still kicking on so. good for him what a weird what a weird move those, those guys have made so um, yeah Woman in Black, Woman in Black. Fairly, fairly normal for, for Daniel Radcliffe actually but yeah <laughs> right um, you're four well I was going to say cinema on your own you okay with it now Oh yeah, I went many times after that on my own. It's yeah. fine, but I don't I, mind it. I didn't realise I'd got the back seat, the back row this time. Oh, That's stupid. Gooseberry. So I'm still going up there, going do do do. Okay, <coughs> L M N. Okay, K. Let's keep going. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? And it was just the back, oh, the back seat at the top of the aisle as well. Next to so a couple on the days. Two blokes actually. Two blokes further down, but yeah, nice. Maybe. Couple on their day maybe. But yeah, so I was just sat there like a creep, really conscious of where my hands were. Yeah. Because, you, you know... Everyone's watching the exactly, projector yeah, room. They're just talking. We've got a scratcher. Right, let's move on. Um, my number four is not the sequel to Women in Black. Woman in White? No, it's not. It's not Woman in White either. It's um, Men in Black. Ah! Now, have you, got that, have you got that on your list? I haven't got that on my list. <clears throat> was wondering do I put Men in Black in there and I thought you know what this film was brilliant yeah Men in Black was peak Will Smith when Will Smith was amazing blockbuster actor could not put a step wrong yeah and you were excited for a new Will Smith film he could get away with being just Will Smith turned up to 10 in it yep Tommy Lee Jones is perfect yes as Will Smith's partner and grumpy guy and grumpy yeah. guy and just when all of everything else is going mad and Will Smith is 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 dealing with the chaos, Tommy Lee Jones just calmly walks through it all. It's amazing. Yeah. The whole training sequence where he shoots the little girl and none of the other cardboard monsters and then explains it all out. And you're just going, this is just so well written. It's just mm. so brilliant. And it's one of those films that obviously Men in Black should be able to have sequels but they just captured it perfectly the first time that they every did. sequel just didn't match. And yeah. it's, it's proper diminishing returns. 
So I know that there are people screaming Men in Black should not be in this list. And I stand by pretty much every other choice I've got. But Men in, Bla- Men in Black's in here. It is. It's, it's a great, funny, very watchable film. And I think if you went back to see it, you'd realise it's much better than you remember it being. I think it's been watered down by poor sequels. Yeah, that's fair. It's got, it's got the... It, it's on so often on terrestrial TV for a reason. It's because it's got that rewatchability, so... Absolutely. It's not on as much as two or three, though. Yeah, that's fair. It's one of those where you look at it and go, oh, many... Part two. Right. Yeah. No, oh, okay, never mind. Better song. Ooh, really? Yeah. You prefer... Bit nod, of Nod Your Head. Nod Your Head to yeah. the original Men in Black. Too right. I think you might be right. I, I, I love Nod Your Head. I've got a lot of time for it. But I think Men in Black's better. <laughs> Didn't do a song for the third, did he? No. That was when he was getting away from music, wasn't it? <sighs> I miss him doing songs for stuff. I do as well. Do you think it was because the song for Wild Wild West was better than the film that they went, no, no, Will? Maybe. You've, 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 you've ruined it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> right, you're number three. It's Black Panther. You've gone Black Panther? Gone Black Panther. Okay. As I say, I was naming films where I I, I could. Um, and yeah, Black Panther is a good film. It's solid. It's, it's, it's more... It's rated higher by people than it deserves I think I don't think it's a, a classic Marvel film but it's still good it's stands out and it's different in the Marvel Universe which I think is good yeah I I mean we've talked about this before I've got origin movie fatigue yeah and it is the same film as every other origin movie in fact it's a little bit worse because every other Marvel origin movie does the same beat so introduce your hero he's a bit cocky bit arrogant Strip, knock, him knock him down a peg and then he has to face a guy who has very very similar powers Killmonger in Black Panther literally dresses exactly the same but with gold yes it couldn't be more that yeah it is a bit different it's a bit spy it's a bit James Bondy at places yeah Chadwick Boseman's amazing in it and it yep. is still a great film and it's very cool and it you know I understand the furore around it with what it does for African Americans and black representation and I understand why it was heralded as much as it was and how important it is as a film for the quality of a Marvel movie it's just I just get bored of origin films yeah so that's, that's why it's just not near my list that's why it's just not in there I haven't got any Marvel films in my list wow and to be fair there was I, only two I could have had I think yeah I was expecting Black Widow to be in there to be honest I thought I thought that might be it felt your, too, it felt your too, keyhole into the it felt too soon yeah okay. as true as it sounds it felt a bit like yeah you're just putting that in there for the sake we've talked about Black Widow so name five other films that are better but oh. yeah so I understand Black Panther being in there hmm. but it's not it's not it's not up there for me no it's it's, it's in the it's in the realms of this list so I'll, I'll stick with that I'm interested to see what they do for the sequel <clears throat> yes yeah that would be interesting it's a bold move but I also think they have to do it yeah so we'll yeah. see we'll see where they go and what it does so yeah hi Dave here from that movie list podcast and you know me I live for the little surprises that life throws at you. Finding a fiver in the pocket of an old coat, thinking you'd eaten the last biscuit in the tin, only to discover there's an entire second layer. Waking up thinking your alarm will be going off soon, then realising it's 2am and you can just roll over and go back to sleep. Well, I've got another surprise for you. Remember wrestling from the 90s and early 2000s? Well, it's still happening today under the WWE brand. And even better, the Views from the Sofa Network has a podcast about it to help get you back up to speed. 
On it, the guys preview the upcoming main events and predict the outcomes of each match as part of an ongoing league. There's also the opportunity for you to win free WWE merch each round by playing along as well. So, if you want to restart your love affair with wrestling and potentially win some merch, why not listen in to the Wrestling Predict Cast wherever you get your podcasts from? Cool, your three. My three again, it's a bit of a shift from Black Panther. Not too dark. I've gone for Silver Linings Playbook. Okay, nice. You've seen this film? Yeah. Yeah. I've, re- I've, watched, I've watched it once and was like, yeah, it's all right, that. And then I rewatched it and realised how amazing like Bradley Cooper is in it mm. how amazing Jennifer Lawrence is in it and like it's proper heartbreaking in places the, like Bradley Cooper's story of why he ends up in a mental institution and you know why Jennifer Lawrence is the way she is and how it's all to do with depression and, and mental health and all the rest of that Robert De Niro's brilliant in it as like an obsessed football fan and it all hinges around them just having to get a very mediocre score in a dance competition Yeah, and it's just you realise that it's this kind of film where you go Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence were then amazing actors in this so yeah. Bradley Cooper I don't know if Bradley Cooper was well known for like rom-coms and things before this Jennifer Lawrence obviously had the Hunger Games as her main thing but this kind of film was where you went oh these two are solid Yeah, this is the guy from A Star Is Born this is the this is the girl from from Mother and um, American Hustle and stuff like that so it's proper showed those actors and actresses like their skills so yeah Silver Lines playbook decent they've got amazing chemistry which they have tried to repeat a couple of times since but never really hit not quite made no but as films go all over Silver Lines playbook and uh, Silver's the colour don't know why I had to say that but it just felt Silver's the colour it's in there got it sussed it (laughs) good (laughs) so my two go on is gold the film gold the film gold never seen it it's good it's, pro- it's probably the second best film <laughs> with colour in the title um, yeah Matthew Mahoney um, it's he's, he's a gold prospector and it's like a modern day gold pres- prospector yeah. isn't it yeah well more modern day yeah, yeah. but yeah it's, uh, it's great he's great in it he goes through the whole I'm going to look completely different from who I am normally uh, and he goes for fat and balding, if I yeah. remember rightly. Yeah. Yeah, and he changes throughout the film, and it's, yeah, it's great. Really, really good movie. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's under, under-reviewed and under-acknowledged, I think. I think it's one of his stronger films in a pretty, pretty high-quality CV of modern times. And, yeah. yeah that's the problem with it, is that Possibly. he was releasing too many of the same films at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like he was doing because he is he's he's such a weird character such a weird career that guy yeah so I remember I, the first time I think I saw him was in Ed TV did you ever see Ed TV no so when the Truman Show came out it's one of those weird things you know when you've got like Armageddon Deep Impact yeah and um, there's another example of that like White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen yeah you had Truman Show Jungle Books yeah both the Jungle Books yeah that's true you had Truman Show. And then you had Ed TV. Tarzan. And Ed TV, no. Tarzan was do. Tarzan, did they do two Tarzan Yeah, they did movies? two Tarzans in quick did succession, they? yeah. You had the Truman Show and you had Ed TV. You keep doing, yeah, you keep naming films. I know there's another one out there as well, but I can't think what it is. So the Truman Show and Ed TV, and Ed TV was Matthew McConaughey, 
signing up to have his to have a camera crew just follow him around all the time. Okay. So he knew he was in the TV show. Yeah. But he was just kind of a camera crew following around all the time. And how it slowly ruins his life as they just decide they're going to document an average Joe. It becomes a romantic comedy, yeah. as you expect it to, and all the rest of it. But you kind of look at the guy going, oh, this guy's really cool. Like, he's proper mm. charming and all the rest of it. Like, the opening bit where he decides the camera's going to follow him, he forgets. So the next morning, they come into his bedroom. And he's obviously <laughs> wakes up a little bit, has a little scratch, and the camera's yeah. there going, you're live. Because like, it's on 24 hours a day. Right, Anyone okay. can tune in to Ed and what his life is. So like stop, stop scratching, wake up, and it's just <laughs> that kind of thing. Like this is pretty decent, and then he was going on to like how to lose a guy in ten days and stuff like that. Yeah, and then it's who he is now, which is, I mean, he's doing serious character actor, proper serious character actor, and I think Gold gets a little bit lost in amongst all the other stuff he's done, like mm. Dallas Buyers Club, and you know when he was on um, True Detective and stuff like that, and you yeah. just think. It's almost there's too much top quality performances that he's watered them down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's been, he was too good, too quick, too exactly. often. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not doing DiCaprio, which goes, "I'm going to give you an amazing performance, but you'll get it once a year and you'll be happy with it." Yeah, all right, fair enough, Leo. Yeah. No, he'd have to work too hard, son. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think it's, that's almost guilty of that. So I've not seen Gold, but it's worth uh, a watch. I will definitely watch it. So. Three times, I think, so far, we've had the same colour in the same position. Oh, really? Deep blue sea and thin blue line. Yeah. Woman in black and men in black. Yeah. You've had gold. I'm going gold deny. Oh, nice. Good shout. I mean, it's tricky for me, this one, because there's a little part of me still thinks this might be the best Bond film. It's, it's definitely the best Brosnan. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, the best Brosnan movie. Mm. But, like, it had... it. This is an example, like we just talked about, with Men in Black and a little bit of Matthew McConaughey, where Diminishing Returns waters down the impact of this movie. Yeah. Golden Knight is an amazing Bond film. Yeah. it's He's proper serious again. He's back to being quippy. Yeah. Brosnan is a perfect Bond. He yeah. just He's everything you want about it. It's got amazing Bond girls in. It's got amazing gadgets. The Q scenes are great. The bad guy is Sean Bean. Yep. Cannot argue with that plot twist. Oh, well, that's yeah, and that as well. It's a plot yep. twist. The opening where he has to jump, jump off the dam, and Sean Bean has to get killed, and then spoilers comes back as the bad guy, and you're yep. like, did not see that coming. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's such a great Bond movie, and it, it was my era of new Bond film. Yeah. So like, obviously, I knew Bond films existed when I was a kid. I think this might have come out in like 96, 97. So I was mm. about 11, 12 years old. But I don't think a new Bond film had come out since like um, License to Kill in like 1980s. Yes. So like, or yeah. 1990 maybe. So like I'd seen those bo- those Bond films as fairly recent, but they weren't my Bond movies. No, they're already looking dated. Exactly. And they were just, well, Bond's an old thing. Yeah. And then Brosnan comes back as Bond and it's like, oh, every Bond film from now I'm going to see at cinema, this is my Bond. Yeah. And he was just brilliant. So, you know, I'm always going to have a special place for Goldeneye. Yeah, Casino Royale's better and so Skyfall and so Spectre. But for me, Goldeneye's up there. And nice. Had to, had to be in here. Good shout. Right. You're number one. My number one's Green Book. Go on then. 
I, I like Green Book. Yeah. I thought it was a good film. I thought... It's one of those films where it... I think it's quite long, but it doesn't feel it. Yeah. And I don't normally like films where not a lot happens, where it's just a sort of progression of a story. Yeah. And that's what this one is, really. It's just a progression of a story, sort of going from A to B. But it's it's... There was enough in there that made it genuinely interesting. And just it was it was such a different perspective on everything that was going on at that time and just the the approach and the yeah the the whole it was a really well told story and a really well told uh enlightenment piece i guess it's proper solid as a movie that yeah i did i really enjoyed green book i really i really liked it it's not in my list because then I was thinking to myself, because I got, I don't know, I think I got a little bit swayed by all the criticisms of it afterwards. Yeah. So when people came out and said, yeah, it's, it's a story, but does white it saviour, really yeah. represent the struggle? And does it, it's that exactly that white saviour. And like, it was hovering around my list and I was like, eh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been swayed by that. Because I, I, th- I loved it. I think I gave it five stars. The performances are great. Really enjoyed it. You're right. You're sucked in from beginning to end. Yeah. And it's got that, even if you you strip back some of the like the race aspects of it, the odd couple aspect to it too. Yeah. So Vigo Mortensen's thuggish kind of brutish American bloke. Yeah. Against the prim and proper piano player in the back. Yeah. And scenes like the KFC scene is is just amazing, you know. And has these little punchlines when he throws the chicken out the window and the car has yeah. to reverse and just little things like that. And and the way Vigo Mortensen just has no clue what this guy's got to go through and he's just really dumbfounded in every single place he goes there's so many elements I really enjoy to it but then I I remember just watching it loving it and then when it not not just when it came it didn't really happen when it came out but it was when it won the Oscar Mm. or or at least was up for the Oscar yeah I think it it, it won won, best picture I think it did yeah when it won best picture and then you found out that a lot of people had a problem with it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't realise any of the problems people have with this film, which I wouldn't do. No, that's So, it. yeah, I, I absolutely get why it's in there, and it's absolutely deserving of being number one on your list. Yeah. And it would be near mine. I think I've chickened out a little bit. Okay. So what's made your number one, then? Clockwork Orange. Ah. Oh, I had... It was a 50-50 gamble. It was either the film that you were going to say wasn't in there... Or it was going to be your number one. And you, after I said it, I thought, he's talking about Green Mile, isn't he? I am talking about Green Mile. Yeah. Absolutely talking about Green Mile. <laughs> we'll get to Green Mile in a little bit. I love Clockwork Orange. <laughs> love this film. I shouldn't. It's dark and it's creepy. But I this is a. I think we've talked about Clockwork Orange before. And we've talked about the fact that I had a English teacher, a bit of a progressive, rebellious English teacher, who... Um, set us a a it was a level set me an a level essay on free will and the two books were one flew over the cuckoo's nest and a clockwork orange and she made the point of saying read the books before you see the film mm. and i did exactly that so i read both books both books are incredible clockwork orange is almost impossible to read yeah because it's written in his own made up language so it's it's english but all the nouns are swapped for whatever they're well, nouns and verbs are swapped for whatever, whatever he fancies calling them. Right. But the amazing thing is, once you get your head around it, you can read it, and it just you realise you're reading it without even realising you're doing it. Yeah. And then the film didn't quite match the book, because it never does really, but was amazing as well. Yeah. And it's creepy, and it's freaky, 
And even this week, I was reading brand new stuff about it, the really famous scene. We are spoiling films today. The really famous scene where his eyes are prized open and he's got to watch all those big flashy images. Yeah. He had he had a scratched cornea from it. And, you know, he got told, Does is um, Stanley Kubrick was like, do we have um, technology that will prize his eyes open? He's like, yeah, we use it for surgery when they're asleep. Can you do it while he's sat up? Well, no, because that's not what they're used for. He'll be fine. <laughs> I was just like, would not ever get away with doing that today. Right. Particularly not but, to Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Mal- or Malcolm McDowell. Or Malcolm McDowell. Or Malcolm McDowell, yeah. No. Malcolm McDowell in that. In One Flew Over the Cookies Nest, Jack Nicholson. Ah, uh, I've yeah. confused you with two films. But Malcolm McDowell, it all, uh, and, he, and, and like they left it as the very last scene of the movie. So the whole time he's doing this film going, I've got to do the frigging eye uh, scene. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. It's great. It's ridiculously violent. It's unnecessary. But... I, I don't know if you say you enjoy it, but yeah, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> so, Clockwork Orange is my number one movie. Good shout. Well, we did pretty well. There we go. Four different completely lists. different movies. I go. thought for a fact Men in Black or Goldeneye would be in your list. Goldeneye nearly made it, but that's the first time for a while we've had two completely different ten lists. Ten different films. Absolutely. Um, Green Mile. Yeah. I don't rate it as highly as loads of other people rate it. No, I'm with you. I think there's a couple of really key scenes, but I love Tom Hanks. Mm. And Tom Hanks is an incredible, but there are films where Tom Hanks is a little bit too Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah. Forrest Gump's that. In, yeah. Forrest Gump's Tom Hanks being too Tom Hanks, but you get away with it because there's enough in Forrest Gump that you like. Yeah. Green Mile is full Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, Tom, mate, just rein it in. Yeah. Rein it in. <laughs> There's only so much of you being this earnest you can take, man. <laughs> Jesus. If he if he was a piece of art, he'd be a watercolour oh, of like a he? cottage and a, and, a, and a river. Oh, wouldn't he? You know, if he was a meal, he'd be an afternoon tea. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> he would just be, he would be the sandwiches on an afternoon tea. Yeah. They're necessary. You need them. You enjoy them. But it's too much in Green Mile. It's too, he's just too damn earnest. And it just, it's all a bit weird. Yeah, and then you know there's a couple of good moments but the rest of it you're just like people love it yes I cannot get my head around it no I'm with you I'm give with me you. Hanks in Castaway I love him in Castaway got a lot of time for him in that movie yeah 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 totally you know Road to Perdition I like that he's trying terminal. to be a bad guy Terminal give me, give me Terminal every day of the week yeah I think you know maybe if he'd done Green Mile with a slightly random accent you can't quite place that would have worked for me yeah but no Green Mile's not in there no. Any other honourable mentions? Uh, the other two that I had were Moulin Rouge and Red. I thought Red. Red's all right. It's all right, but it's not great. Um, Moulin Rouge, I don't get it. Uh, Rouge is French for red. No, I get why it's in your list. I don't get the. Uh, I don't get why people love that film. It's a song. It's too trippy. It's too weird. That movie. At one point, Kylie Minogue's dancing around as a fairy, then she doesn't come back again. <laughs> and what? It's Kylie Minogue. Someone said they don't believe in her. That's how it was. Yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Follow up song came from. <laughs> it was quick. I got a lot of time for that. It was very quick. Um, so you didn't fancy um, Shawshank Redemption? No, that doesn't count. Well, that was what I was worried about. So I was looking down a list and someone put, well, number five is Shawshank Redemption. I'm going, is, is there a. Is there a 
is that like a shade of yellow called a Shawshank? <laughs> I don't get what he's done here. And then obviously it was like redemption. Oh, that's awful. That's got Dave written all over it. No. That's got, I thought that's where he's going. Not that's where that. he's going with this. Not having that. So no, no, Shawshank Redemption doesn't count as their uh, colours. I also found a couple of lists that were baffling me that were just films with the word colour in the title. That was oh, okay. I kept clicking on links going, oh, 50 here, we'll click on it. Oh. So look out for that one in the future. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait for that. Oh, the colour purple. You ever seen that? Yeah. Ever seen the film The Colour Purple? No. No, neither have I. Okay, that's another one people might think is uh, famous. Cool. Pure lounge purple. It used to be in the old days. But I'm not going to give my previous address for the same reason <laughs> that I'm not going to give you my first pet's name. Tenuous. Right, okay. Um, have you got a quiz? Yes. I'm intrigued to see how you pulled a quiz out of this because I thought there's no way I'm, I, I don't know how I'd have done it. We built this city on rock and quiz. <laughs> is it linked to colours? It is. It is. What I've done is really clever. I've gone for a pub quiz round. Okay. And you'll see the link. Will I? As we go through the quiz. Right, okay. Okay, so I have here... One, two, three, four, five, six... Eight questions. <laughs> right, okay. Eight questions, and I will need you to just make a note of the answers as you go in. I can do that. Okay. Yep, and, and you at home. <clears throat> if you're driving, do it carefully. Yep. Breathe on your window, and... <laughs> yeah, uh, solid. Them on there. Solid, absolutely. Let's keep on breathing on your absolutely. window. Uh Okay, so the first question. Start off nice and easy. Who played a rival captain to Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl? And that one has black in the title as well. It does? Oh, that would have been a great choice. Oh, another one. Legally Blonde, Red, White and Blue. A lot of people had that in the list. Blonde is a colour. Just go Legally Blonde. Could you? But that's, that's a terrible movie as well. Well, yeah. So would it's better than the so sequel. Quite, I've never seen the sequel because <laughs> no, the first right. one's shocking, but that was another one that loads of people had on the list. Um, Jeffrey Rush. That's right. Played Captain, well, Bar- Captain Barbosa. That is an answer. I'm not going to tell you whether that's right or not. <laughs> well, you just... Yeah, that's, de- <laughs> that's definitely right. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Now, this is harking back to a pod we've done recently. So you, okay. you so may, you may last come back weeks. to this. What was Jennifer Aniston's first leading lady role? Starring alongside Warwick Davis oh, I know in that. the film. I know that. Okay. Do you need the film? The film I need, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Do you need me to say the answer? You can say the answer. Oh, okay, it was Leprechaun. That's right, okay. I wouldn't have or got that be. if you hadn't mentioned... <laughs> Didn't it again, haven't again. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Okay. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Who played Danny Ocean in the Ocean's movies? That was Mr. George Clooney. Do you mean do you mean the remake or do you mean the original? I mean the remakes. Okay, George Clooney. Okay. Uh, incidentally, it was uh, Frank Sinatra in the original, I think. Excellent. Good okay. choice. Thanks. Okay. What is the name of Daisy Ridley's lead character in Star Wars? Well, that is Ray. Okay. Spore, spore that too. Spore that too. Go on then, Candy. Ray Palpatine. Ooh. I mean, if you haven't seen Star Wars, that one, and you're interested in Star Wars, you're a joke. <laughs> Uh, Skywalker actually isn't it she changed it to Skywalker 
Sorry. Definite spoilers. He's updating his notes. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm updating my notes. Come on, I've got to be right. Might be, might, be, might be important. What's in the box is a famous quote from one of the end scenes in which film? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what's in the box. It's, it's, it's um, Gwyneth Paltrow's head, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's head's in the box in wow. the film Seven. Okay. In the third Austin Powers film, what mineral was the titular character obsessed with? I like mm. that because I got to say titular. Gold. That's how he says it too. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, question seven. What, act, what actor links Rocky, Predator and Happy Gilmore? Oh, um, oh, God, what's his name? I can see his face. Oh, he's, he's, he's Apollo Creed in Rocky. He's the one-armed golfer in Gilmore and he's not Dutch because that's that's Arnie. Arnie. I don't know what he's called in that. What's his name? Um, uh, we can Carl Weathers. To, I was going to say we can come back to it. No, Carl Weathers. Mr. Weathers to me because I've never met him. <laughs> what an actor. Carl Weathers. What an actor indeed. He's in, he's in Mandalorian as well now. He is. Oh, what a guy. He is. Strong. Okay, so question eight. Uh, what links all your previous answers? Right. Jeffrey Rush, Leprechaun, George Clooney, Ray Palpatine, Seven, Gold, Carl Weathers. I mean, this is mental. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. The answers themselves. What, yeah, what links your previous seven answers? Go, go. Now, this is one of those great quizzes where there's just going to be radio silence while Ben yeah, agonises yeah, over the answer. So, yeah, so. I'm going I'm to pad... Uh, while we're while we're doing this, I could even do the plugs. So if you're interested in watching uh, in, in listening to more of this, then check us out on the the streams and subscribe. And if you like the podcast, leave a leave a nice rating. Um, you can only do that on Apple phone. So if you're rich and have an Apple phone, then uh, leave leave a nice review. Um, <clears throat> you can follow us on the, all of the social medias um, that that Ben manages so that's that's <laughs> not Instagram, Twitter, or, not Instagram or, or Snapchat or, or TikTok Vine or TikTok or anything like that um, but yeah just the old ones that old people use now Twitter and Facebook um, <laughs> just just search for us you'll find us um, and uh, yeah you should check out some of the other pods on the network that uh, that he does some of them are about wrestling which is still going it's um, yeah it's mostly mostly in America and it's mostly children that watch it but yeah, ben, ben still watches it with some, some of our mates. Um, there's some sports, well, other sports ones on there too sometimes. There's a football one and a, a boxing one. Uh, so if you like either of those sports, then then check out uh, From the Canvas and uh, the team sheet. Um, and yeah, we've got a huge back catalogue of uh, films on this uh, this channel as well. Um, we've been doing these for quite a while now and we've... They vary in quality. Some of them are better than others. Some of them, um, some of them go on for hours. We used to spend like an hour and a half, two hours talking about nonsense, just getting more progressively drunk as we went through. So what we did was we sort of fine-tuned it. And this, what you're listening to today, is this is the fine-tuned. <laughs> this is the fine-tuned version. Oh god, so, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Im- Im- imagine I where we were before. I don't know. Jeff Leprechaun. George yeah, Jeff Leprechaun is a Jeff great Leprechaun. name I hope that's who, who, who Jeff what's Leprechaun. my name again yeah that's what's my name I want to find him 
Rush, <coughs> Leprechaun, George, Ray, Seven, Gold, Carl. Are the answers the link? Are the questions the link? The answers the link. This is mental. Okay, so the as a clue, right? The it's topical, topical answer. It's a topical link. That is how I have linked this podcast. Topical to the theme. Yes, as in like current events. No, no, no. Topical to the theme of the this this episode. To colours. Are they all? That can't be right. So read out your answers again, just for the for Jeffrey the audience Rush, that's still with us. Leprechaun, George Clooney, Ray, Seven, Gold, Carl Weathers. Are all those right? Yes. Are they different shades of Dulux? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a brilliant way of doing it. Can you buy... You know what look great on these walls, love? Tell you what, a coat, a coat of Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl Weathers would be a... St- you paint a bathroom, Carl Weathers, don't you? Do you know what I mean? George Clooney for the bedroom. Oh, George Clooney for the bedroom. Absolutely. <laughs> Leprechaun for a kid's room. Right, okay. Um, mate, I mean, if you... Jeff... Jeffrey... Jeffrey Rush... Grr... Grilly, grilly, it's not even the first letters. This is mental. Oh. Red. Is it the? Is it the? Is it the colours of the rainbow? It's not the colours of the rainbow. It's rainbow itself, Ben. It's the children's TV show Rainbow. <laughs> okay, so you're right. You're right. Okay. So so people of a people of a certain age in the UK specifically. <laughs> So our massive, our massive, legitimate, massive Indian audience that we've got just does have no clue. Get yourself on a YouTube hunt for Rainbow Kids TV. Rainbow, so. Kids TV Rainbow. So we've got Jeffrey, which I get. George, which I get. Leprechaun. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? Okay, fair enough. Um, Ray, Rainbow. <laughs> Seven colours. Gold. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? With the leprechaun? And you need weather for the rainbow. Car weathers, different different weathers. My word, my word. I mean, it's obvious now you've said it. (laughs) But, okay, I'll tell you what. Ah, predict, not not predict cast, that's the other one. That's that's the resting predict cast. At, um, that movieless podcast. podcast, maybe. Yeah, I'll say that. On Twitter, find that movieless podcast. Or on Facebook, find it. If you got that link, let me know. If you got that link, just add me and go, I got it. Just put that. Don't put anything else. Go, I got it. That's all you have to do. I got it. Because there is no way. There is no way. It's brilliant, but I'm I'm fuming. I'm fuming. Because I had no clue. Right. We've done that thing again where we forgot the sting, so I could probably find it somewhere. Yeah. 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 At least we haven't got to do the uh, plugs at the end this time. Don't figure it out. I don't have to do the plugs at the end. Do you know what? You did you did you did an actually very solid job of that. So I've listened to them enough times. That is absolutely Which true. Is more than most of the audience do. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Okay, we're now on to name. So, what's my name again? Is I was, I was almost professional <laughs> What's My Name Again is where I take a actor from my number one movie in this case Clockwork Orange and we take an actor or an extra that didn't get a name that had a, a had a different type of role now 
Clockwork Orange is a bit of a weird one because it's full of some classic British actors. But they're classic British actors in the sense that you'll recognise them from things like DL and Pasco, the uh, British detective series. You may recognise them from <laughs> DL and Pasco. There's one of the one of the one of the like one of his gang was in DL and Pasco. I always remember that. Oh, Warren Clark. Uh, yeah. Um, the person I've picked is John Savadont. Nice. Okay. I've picked John Savadont because if you go through. Clockwork Orange on IMDb, which I'm hoping you're all doing right now. If you drive in, um, just put your hands on top of the wheel and do it that way. Okay. Um, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. that. Please. Carry on breathing. Don't do that. Yeah. Jeez. Um, John Savadon. Um, because you go through and I went, oh, I know him. And it's because I don't know him from being the auctioneer in Hudson Hawk, though I love Hudson Hawk. I've not watched Holby City in ages, so it's not from that that I know him. I also don't know him from being Widow Twanky at Aladdin and Pantomime because I've not seen that either. <laughs> he was in Sharp. He's been in Othello. He was, he was a general in Sharp. He was, general, he was a general in Sharp. Of course he was. Everyone was a general in Sharp. Um, no, I know him as Fred Elliott from Coronation Street. I say, I say, I say. It's him. Yeah. I had to double check that, but it's Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. That's it. It's him. So I'm hoping that people go, John Savadon. Johnson, I don't know who I don't know who that guy. But the minute the I say, I say, I say, Ashley, everyone's going, oh, that, that guy again. So, unbeknownst to both of us, we have both picked uh, very UK specific, time era dependent <laughs> links to our end of the pod features. So as long as as long as you were a child of the eighties and nineties, yeah, um, in this country, in this country. And you, I mean, I didn't even really watch Coronation Street. No, but I know who Fred Elliott is. Mm-hmm. So that must he must have obviously transcended popular culture. Yes, um, <laughs> probably probably bit, put it a bit bit strong, <laughs> but but he played a conspirator in Clockwork Orange, which I'm assuming is one of the 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 victims that um, the Clockwork Orange gang attacked. So they yeah. conspired against the main character. But no. Best known for being Fred Elliott. So who knew, who knew eh? From uh, 1994 to 2006. Wow. So, and it's hard, it, it's impressive that he carried on the same role as well. So he just brought that character through. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing? I do, wish, just dropped in some uh, just, Easter eggs. Oh, just a, just a couple of, do you remember that, do you remember that time we uh, kidnapped that guy, locked him in a basement and, um, and tortured him, Ashley? Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, I say. That's um, where he got his stutter from. Just, yeah, mate, it could be, could be very well it. That could be very well it. It's karma. Um, so when you're next watching a Clockwork Orange, probably not with a loved one. You don't watch Clockwork Orange with a loved one. But when you're seeing one of the conspirators, okay, just look out for that little phrase. There you go. And uh, you'll be able to say, oh, it's John Savadon. Played Fred Elliott in Coronation Street from 1994 to 2006. Nice. So there we go. Um, you've made this really weird now. Because I've got a, a whole thing where I have a structure and we do the plugs and then we say something about how long the plugs have taken. Ben, you're really rubbish at those, aren't you? Haha, <laughs> yes. Yeah, say bye, Dave. Bye, Ben. Mm-hmm.